Happy New Year's, boys. Got it. We're back. We are back. We are one short, but I'm sure he's on a slip and slide right now, so it's fine. <laughs> it's crazy that he's all the way in Mexico. I, I mean, he's brave because COVID is... If COVID's bad here, I can only imagine what it's like somewhere like Mexico. I know a lot of people in Mexico right now. I know like like 10, 15 people in Mexico right now. And if I was not in the place I am in the company yeah. I am with, I would be in Mexico as well. So, I mean, like, let's go. I was I was telling my wife the same thing. I'm like, I wasn't married and I didn't have kids and I had like zero responsibility. But like, I'd fucking be in Mexico right now as well. Like, why not? Like, flights are mad cheap. Uh, I mean... What's worse, drinking water in Mexico or getting COVID? I mean, it's debatable. Uh, we all survived water in Mexico at some point, so I mean, I'm sure it can't be that bad. It's got it's like the same thing. Like, it's, if there wasn't this whole theory about a guy eating a bat, I would say <laughs> <laughs> the Mexican water started COVID, yeah, well. <laughs> or at least the shit in your pants part of it. <laughs> Can we say it's a theory? Like it's it's we're pretty sure that's what happened, right? I think so. Yeah. Oh, with the bat? Yeah, right? I I you know, okay. I'm not a no? big conspiracy theorist type oh, guy. I'm not. Yes. I'm truthfully not. I'm pretty much down the middle when it comes to a lot of stuff. But you know, this kind of feels like it might have been engineered, maybe. I'm not too sure. It's just it's it is like fuck we've had the we've had this virus for almost two, over two years now uh and like yeah i don't know it's just it seems to be mutating at the craziest rate and like it's kind of actually not realistically treatable and stuff like there's like it's just something feels a little uh a little processed i, th- so, I think people go ahead Conzi. oh it's just so who done it is this Putin? Is it China? Is it one of the two? <laughs> it's combined effort. Kim John. I mean, so it, it's it's crazy to think like contagion comes out just like a few months prior to like COVID really striking, and then during the pandemic, everybody starts watching this, right? So everyone starts having an idea of, oh man, like this is crazy. We never really thought about how like SARS happened or at least didn't really like dive into it. And then at the end of the movie, when they do like the whole, like, this is where it started. This is how it spread. It's looking a lot like what we're currently going through. And then as Chaps brought up, I mean, one of the craziest stories over the pandemic as well was Kim Jong-un or Lee or whichever of the one he is, it was like, he was on his deathbed. He was about to die. And then all of a sudden, like two, like a week later, it turns out there was a spy or a mole within like his government, and that's what they were trying to flesh out. And he's actually fine. And there's like drone footage of like the of of his compound and stuff. Like 2019 to 2021 was crazy fucked. I'm not sure 2022 is going to be so different. When do you realistically think we're going to get back to a you know sense of normalcy? First of all, Contagion came out in 2011. Um, yeah, it's really old. It's just people started crazy. crazy. People started watching it because COVID was going on, and everyone's just like, "Oh my god, this is just like the movie Contagion that nobody's seen." <laughs> so I, I've definitely went to the theater and seen. It. I had like Matt Damon, Kate Winslet. Oh God, Quentin Paltrow. Yeah, Jude Law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's been crazy couple of years, and. Uh, 2022 i just you know let's just let's just be let's get better that's in all ways yeah it's i i don't know it feels like we're in for another long haul no Godzi, um, god damn it <laughs> it does though like we're going into a new year everybody's getting locked down again get start off that way and everything's going to be great but uh so, <clears throat> yeah is joe rogan jude law from contagion Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, and then if he's if that's, wearing a suit like that, if if that's the case, who's like is Fauci like Winslet? Like who who are the characters? Oh, this from is Contagion so good! This is fucking good. Good for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> like clearly Jude Law. I mean, 
I don't, I don't even think Joe Rogan would be Jude Law. Jude Law. I, f- I feel like maybe Aaron Rodgers would be Jude Law. Only because, like, Rogan, Rogan didn't really, like, he doesn't really look affected by, like, the ivermectin, but, like, Aaron Rodgers, he went that whole, like, sickly route that Jude Law went to try to make a buck. And uh, is, is, like, yeah, is it Fauci? Like, is Fauci a main guy in this? Like, who are the players in this movie? Chops, go ahead, because you're. I can see you're going here from here. <laughs> I think this is a great question. I mean, I think Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne might be Fauci, and and okay. and, Good call. and, Good and call. Kate Winslet would be like a high ranking doctor. I just I can't think of Bonnie Henry. Yeah, like a Bonnie Henry. <laughs> I mean, somebody whatever the Sue Kim or uh, what's the the woman's name in charge of Canada? That could be. Uh, that's who would she would be, and then I think, you know. Conspiracy theory, something in Alex Jones is probably the uh Jude Law character. I think that one makes a lot of sense. Uh, it's fair. Matt Damon's any just any normal any schmuck. schmucks, any, <laughs> any schmuck. So pick, pick some from Boston, he'll 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 nail it every time. Uh, Brian Cranston, you know, he would probably be like the Adrian Dix. I see this is BC, so it's hard to. I don't sure. know who, who Adrian Dix is everywhere else. But yeah, I think that's that's fucking that's a good question. It's just it's just crazy, right? When you think about this, like we are one of my friends, um, he posted like a quote that uh, the Canadian government or might have been the provincial government, like in twenty early twenty twenty, where it's like over the next two weeks, let's stay home so we can flatten the curve. And it's like two years later, we are worse off than where we were i do think though forget ivermectin forget covid vaccines go get your vaccine if you haven't gotten it already it's 2022 what the fuck you doing you're fucking i think idiot. chap i think chaps has got it figured out <laughs> chaps on a weekly basis just chugs nos <laughs> bottles and he looks the ripest out of everybody oh, yeah. on this podcast <laughs> the christmas special he was hot and electric obviously Bree still jumping his bones so maybe maybe the solution is in the NOS bottles. Maybe we need to get them as a sponsor in 2022. I, I want to see I want to see them Bonnie Henry throwing it to Chaps on this miracle <laughs> cure at the press conference. <laughs> and he's got his NOS bottle up there and he's going to tell us all how it cured him. <laughs> Listen Bonnie, quit doing all your dumb shit. This is it right here. The Summit 10, uh, it's a raspberry lemonade. It fucking just fills your lungs with all the goodness so you don't have to worry about the COVID or the vid or whatever the kids are calling it now these days. And, and, and Bonnie, like, let's just get every man, woman, and child specific Ooh. <laughs> to pump this Summit 10 NOS drink. Not sponsored anyway. Awesome. I mean, I think we're good men, women, but when you start throwing children into like <laughs> NOS bottles, I mean, well, I, in, in, increments, right? I mean, you don't got to do all of it. I mean, Jesus I Christ, I'm feeling <laughs> and, great right now. We're, great. We're, dr- we're, we're drugging kids in a in a legal way again. Oh, Here we go. We already are, really. <laughs> this is true. This is true. So, conspiracy fucking Sunday. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys can have the 9 11. Jeez. <laughs> Jeez, we're digging deep it's certainly it's certainly oh god we're gonna offend so many people here that's no, okay let's do it i i mean again to to someone who is ignorant to the way construction looked it certainly in my mind would say when something hits something it doesn't fall down perfectly not destroying all the shit around it like it doesn't just fall into itself that being said, fuck. I mean, they killed Kennedy. You telling me we couldn't destroy a few buildings and murder a bunch of people for our own or for the America's own uh, agenda for oil and all that kind of shit? Sure, certainly possible, certainly plausible, and I wouldn't put it past the American government of all governments <laughs> to have done it. And I'm American. Ooh. Please don't take my passport <laughs> or take it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's a bold statement. I mean, I don't want to touch 9-11 with a thousand foot pole, but I mean we all saw Zeitgeist. I have to say I wasn't I wasn't a little swayed after watching it. <laughs> Might have raised some questions, but that's probably all I'm gonna say about it. 
I've talked to structural engineers. I've talked to architects who have all uh, designed buildings that big. They have engineered that buildings as big. They all told me the same thing. If a 747 plane came storming into that building, that is the exact way it would fall down. Those are from not cool. anyone, from zeitgeist getting paid money to say stupid shit, from Joe Rogan, from wherever. These are just people that I know and trust. And they have told me that, uh, no, that building would fall exactly the way it fell. So just take that for what you what you may. I mean... Is, is that taught like day one of construction school? When you get asked about this, we have the same story about 9-11. We need to make sure we have our alibis in check. And, and that certainly sounds like it. it. certainly sounds like it. Okay. Uh, these people were a little older. And were the, the, well, the architect was a little bit older. The, the, the structural engineer is, you know, our age. So, yeah, they probably, they probably infiltrated his mind. <laughs> <laughs> day one day one open your page open your textbook to page one we must stay aligned on this topic this is our alibi because you got to think you got to think how many engineers construction people got asked bomb demolition people got asked oh, about this yeah. right after like i'm sure it was like the craziest thing and then you start to see like videos and you know people putting together their propaganda it's my my whole thing is if if a and a, a government can kill their leader. Anything is possible. That is true. Kennedy. Anything. So you so you think the FBI killed Kennedy? CIA, FBI. Oh, you man. give me give me a three letter acronym, and I'll, I'll tell you right now. Well, listen, Bob. One hundred percent. Listen, like uh, it, there is no one is untouchable. It's a hot and episode. I, and I would say that I mean. We think that because we live in a democracy that like everything will pay its, you know, will work out in court or we'll have a fair and equal trial. No, man. At the end of the day, what makes money makes sense. And if you got to go, you got to go. And, you know, that that's just really the way that it is. How much water are you drinking there? Me? Yeah. Oh, I'm still trying to recover. Yeah. Drinking a little bit of water. The holidays were that hard on you? Yeah, I'm not. Uh, I'm not in my twenties anymore. Here, <laughs> I, I like. I have like two, sometimes three day hangovers now. Ooh. Yeah, because well, you can't sleep. That's the problem, right? Oh, right. Like, you remember it back in the day. I sleep till one in the afternoon if I had a hangover, and that cured everything. Now it's like I'm still drunk when the kids wake me up at six in the morning. <laughs> so true. <laughs> my hangover doesn't start till four in the afternoon now. So true. I'm finding it hard to like. So I drank a little, well, quite a bit over the holidays, and 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 I found it hard to actually sleep. Though it's like the sugar from drinking pop or the wine just keep me awake. We're back in like you know, like you're saying, back in my twenties. Let me tell you, the stallions <laughs> were always running. Um, but like, yeah, like it, it's just weird. Like, it, it, and I was drinking when I was younger. I could just fall asleep, and now it's just like I'm ready to keep staying up like it's wild yeah i feel like the sugar used to like cause the hangover when you were younger and now the sugar like you said keeps you awake and fucks you up and you don't your body doesn't get to rest because even in your mind you know that despite you feeling awfully terrible 6 30 to 7 a.m you're getting woken up and you're gonna have to figure your shit out and you you pray to god that you can like get the kids up get them somewhat fed or snacked on and then like just chill in the darkness for like an hour with a movie on tv or something while you regain your yourself is that is that kind of is that kind of right because i feel like that and i don't even drink i'm like i'm just fucking tired it's yeah it's getting through like that first like half hour when they wake up like we still have uh we still have one in diapers so that hot morning shit in that diaper <laughs> hung over i was all oh. as soon as i got through that we could get some bluey on the tv or something like that on disney plus <laughs> they they're set for a good hour you can kind of close your eyes a bit again but yeah it's all getting through maybe the first half hour to an hour 100 percent. see this is this is type of type of stuff we can talk about when dean isn't here because he's probably just like <laughs> what the fuck are you guys talking about uh shitty diapers Oh, by the way, welcome to the No Instructions Needed podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah, we didn't even do an intro. <laughs> 2022, 
We're we're starting off with a bang. Fuck the rules. We're just we're just here. We're live. We're hot, Mike. Let's go. Travis is like, I'm gonna record. We totally forgot about it. I mean, we just we we got started so quick that it was just kind of like hard to reel it back in. But like, welcome, 2022 New Year, back at it again for the sophomore sophomore season. Of, of the no instructions needed podcast and you know we're hitting our stride but we're still we're still getting better we're still learning and you know what i know chaps is going to have a big thank you uh to all of the listeners and people who contributed uh to an amazing end of year cause uh but let me just kick things off from the east coast the big o um amazing to see the reception that we had in year one with this podcast we promised to get better um, probably not on social media. Like we could probably say that our New Year's resolution for the podcast is that Conzi, Diener, and myself are going to get better, but it ain't going to happen. I mean, Chaps is, is going to write the ship. He's going to be the El Capitan, but uh, we'll come with a weekly fire content. We'll promise to try to keep Conzi in the loop, and hopefully he doesn't disappear too many times in 2022. But fuck, man, if, if BC is going to have another crisis, it's certainly going to hit you, Conzi. Uh, happy New Year, brother. How are you doing? Yeah, Happy New Year, guys. It's it's good to be back. See your smiling faces again. I mean, hasn't been too long, but over those holidays, it feels like a long time because uh, you got family and hangovers like we're talking about and all sorts of stuff, shitty diapers, <laughs> you, na- you name it. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's good to be back. Uh, let's hope there's no more natural. I think BC's had all the natural disasters they can handle for like a year. So we can't go into another year, even though like we're gonna get hit with massive winter storms this week. So that's fun. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's big thank you to everybody. Um, Chef Trevor, Eddie Lack, join the Christmas special. Everybody that donated, that was a lot of fun to do live. Um, and everybody that tuned in uh, from my side, were like, it was awesome. Great to see you guys. Uh, I already uh, gave mask on cable Eddie Lack's phone number so they can fix his internet for him. Uh, so we should be good on that end too. Anyway, Chops, how you doing, man? It's good to see you. It's good to see you guys too. Yes, thank you very much to everyone who tuned in to the Christmas Spectacular. It was seen by over 20,000 people at some point, Ooh. which is absolutely insane to me. Uh, and thank you to everyone that donated to the BC Children's Hospital. We're not going to dwell on it too much because like, I've said enough about it, but you guys... We raised over 3000 bucks for the BC Children's Hospital. So that is absolutely unbelievable. And yes, thank you to Eddie Alak for, uh, for coming on the old Christmas Spectacular. Maybe there's more, maybe there's not. We'll find out shortly. Uh, thank you to Trevor Connie as well for uh, the MasterChef Season 4 winner uh, of Canada. Uh, as for coming on too, we really do appreciate that, Trevor. And the old wise guys, thank you for coming on and... <laughs> And uh, re- retiring from the from the podcast uh, to greener pastures for them, and uh, yeah, it was it was a spectacular time, and and um, I'm happy that uh, 2022 is here. Oh, uh, I listen. I, I wanted to I wanted to talk about this. Kanzi uh, obviously posted or sent a, a picture in the group chat. Actually, no, I think he posted on Instagram. You got the mirror. And yeah, uh, I'm, I, I I wanted to get it over the holidays. I think you were the final straw of inspiration. Um, you know, 2022 around this time is always when we make our New Year's resolutions, and we very rarely keep them. So I want to know before we get into mirror talk, because I just transitioned to this in my head already. What is like the number one New Year's resolution that you make that you never keep past like? mid-January like you can't even make a month without breaking it what is it it's reading every year I'm like I'm gonna read more I'm not gonna be I like movies I watch a lot of documentaries so I feel like I'm learning stuff but I was like I should read more I really haven't read a real book since university like and I think I would enjoy it too but I and then I start doing it for a bit I'll get like three quarters away through a book and I'll just stop doing it and then I'll come another year and I'll say, I'm going to do it again. And I don't. So yeah, I'm just a big dummy who watches TV basically. <laughs> Chaps. What about you, buddy? Ah, uh, you know, quit doing heroin. 
usually lasts. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Aaron Carter or Chaps? Chaps is starting uh, an OnlyFans this year. <laughs> uh, no, I think, you know, for me, it's – I don't actually do any – any resolutions like because I, I like the guy i am now and you know if i want to fix something i'll just go fix it at any point in the year so i'm kind of boring that way i just i'll give 10 percent more to my church no fuck that um yeah so far i've talked about heroin and church in this 30 seconds this is, they usually go hand in hand actually do the heroin then you turn to god he saves you so that's I mean, it uh no i don't do do use resolutions because it's my mom's birthday too so it's like no it's a whole thing all right. Yeah. Listen, my, mine's mine's always like uh, I will stop drinking as like too much caffeine, and then I go to McDonald's like January second, order an extra large coffee, and last like literally a day. Probably the only reason it doesn't happen on January first is because there's like too much sports on, and I'm not leaving the house. But like come that second day, January seconds when like everyone starts to like leave their cocoons of like the holidays. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm getting a coffee and then it's uh it's all downhill, uh from from. But there. why are you guys but, picking uh, such hard ones? Like like I would never pick anything that crazy. I'd be like you know if 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 I was gonna do one, I would I wouldn't like be like no drink less caffeine. Fuck that. I love caffeine, motherfucker. I'm gonna drink as much as I want. You know, like pick easier ones. Like, well, reading's not that hard. I mean, I know yeah. how to read. It's not learning to read. It's just picking it up and actually doing it. That's the whole thing, though. That's a hard one. That like you know, that's a hard one. Mine's simple. Brush. If I was gonna do, I'm brush my teeth better. That's easy. Better. Well, I got I got like an electric toothbrush, and it maps like my mouth. Now I got it from my oh own. fuck. It's, it's badass. It's gonna sweet. That's cool. Make that for dildos. <laughs> All right, heroin, church, dildos, <laughs> dildos. Can, and 9-11 was planned by the American government. <laughs> oh, God. I didn't say that. You said that. I'm, I'm just saying I that, said that's... dildo. Well, you said the other thing. I'm just saying this is this is where we are. First episode <laughs> of the year, and we're just going going strong. Speaking of like complete disasters, oh. um, oh. this is this is more directed towards you, chap. I'm kind of sorry Dean's not here for this, but I didn't want to wait. Um so DC news. So we'll get into oh. like the, the movies. Oh. Batman is tracking to, I honestly think will be a top six, even top five highest grossing films of all time. They are already starting to compare it to the dark Knight. This is big. Boom, this boom. is huge. COVID is going to fuck with it a little bit. Cause that's just what COVID does. But you have to be excited from everything that you're seeing and hearing now. Does DC get this right and not give us just like amazing trailers, but finally deliver on the big screen for almost three hours? I think that hmm, I think that this could possibly be the best superhero comic book movie, actual movie of all time. And it just has so many things going right for it. Like you got Matt Reeves as a director. They only did a hundred million bucks for uh, for a budget, which is relatively really small. So that means it's going to be grungier looking, and 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 that's just going to draw in all the all the big DC fans. I, I think the only thing that will stop this movie not from being good, but from making a lot of money, is Rotten Tomatoes because uh, they're paid by Disney. It's relatively obvious. Um, but uh, I think that's one of the only things that could stop it from being huge. But this movie looks looks creepy, and and it, and it yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, I think it's gonna be fucking just phenomenal. And that's the way Batman has to be, right? Like if you're gonna get any superhero movie that's gonna have like this dark and twisted, and they they're saying it's a horror movie. I mean, Batman's the only thing you can do that with, right? Like. Kanzi, remind me, is there, a, is there a, a Marvel movie that we could see this with, or does this have to be Batman? Yeah, I think it has to be Batman. To get this dark, it has to be Batman. I mean, uh, Marvel's tried. I mean, Logan got a little dark, but then it kind of went back to the comedic styles, and it still had that kind of, D, or uh, not DC, that Marvel roadmap to it. And 
you know what? We've consistently kind of seen Batman go darker and darker. And I think it fits. And I think that's just the way it's, it's the one spot you can do it with. I just, I don't see where in Marvel they could get that dark and deep. Dr. Strange. But it's going to be different though, right? Like that's going to be a different type. I, of, I didn't watch I mean, Dr. Strange though. So. No, I mean, you're, you're kind of right. I mean, in, in Disney's what if series, they had a whole Dr. Strange thing where, he tries to get back with Christine, his girlfriend, wife, whatever, and becomes very, very dark. And if anyone's seen the new trailer for the Doctor Strange, uh, Madness of the Multiverse, you've seen you see dark Doctor Strange. Like you're going to see multiple Doctor Stranges in this movie, and so you're kind of right. But I still go back to like the way Batman's parents always like they always shoot it, so it's this dark and grimy kind of like kill scene that like this Batman movie. And the Batman series as a whole, that character does this gross grunginess the way you described it so, so well. I'm excited for it. I love Pattinson because I think he's a oh yeah. I, I think he's a phenomenal actor. And then you surround him with Andy Circus, you put uh Colin Farrell, um Zoe it's funny. Kravitz, as, like, as, Andy Circus is the only one I'm a little worried about with it. Like I, I he yeah, man, he just he has the tendency to go over the top. And, and this character specifically is like a, you know, he's a straight man for lack of a better term with like a, with, with uh, like a kind of a darker background and stuff like that. But you have to play it like so subtly. That's the word I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. It's a subtle, subtle character. So I just, uh, that he's the only one that I'm a little bit, uh, a little bit worried about that. Everyone else, Zoe Kravitz, that looks just sexy as fuck and like looks phenomenal. Like they nailed that. Robert Pattinson's a great actor. He's going to do phenomenal in that role, but it's never really about Batman. It's about the surrounding people. So you got the guy playing the Riddler. His name escapes me right now. Yeah. Uh, he's phenomenal all the time. And then the guy playing the Joker, who will be the Joker, the, if the rumors are all true, he, he's he's a great actor too. So it's gonna be it's gonna be wicked. Yeah, I think it's got a great balance of like people you know and people that like you recognize but like don't know. Mm-hmm. Like that isn't like the, like the names escape you, the tip of the tongue, and then you have all like you said the surrounding characters like the Jim Gordons, like the Alfreds, the Falcones, like. There's gonna be so many, yeah. yeah there's gonna be so many great characters in this movie that we know of, but like aren't gonna steal away from the fact that like this is gonna be just a super super amazing movie. You probably have some sort of reference to Robin, which will be great. Yeah. Um, like it's it really is really Paul is Dano. cool. There Paul you go, Dano. Paul Dano. Yeah, and John Tuturori or whatever his name is, he's playing Carter <laughs> uh, Falcone. Yeah, like man, oh man, Colin Farrell. Like it, it, this movie is gonna be, it's gonna be sick. I've seen Spider Man too. If you guys want to get your rocks off, we can talk about Spider Man. I don't know if Kanzi, have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, okay. Okay. we gotta wait then. We gotta wait. We gotta wait. Um, but another another set of breaking news that sort of came out um, about DC oh. is the the Flash movie. And I don't oh. know if you if you if you heard about this, but um, Kanzi, if you haven't or the listeners haven't, the Flash movie is being used as a reset to the DCEU and is basically eliminating our amazing guy, Henry Cavill as Superman and Affleck as Batman and Michael Keaton will be taking over the role of the universe's Bruce Wayne. So both in the flash and in future projects to act as a mentor for what will be the new justice league, which spoiler alert will not feature Batman will feature Batgirl and a female super woman um it's a very interesting take what dc is trying to do but like based on chap's reaction i and my personal reaction i see dc takes like two steps forward with some of their amazing content you get the snyder verse or the snyder cut of justice league you get all the hype that's going around with batman and then you stick in shazam and you stick in batgirl and Superwoman, and you think that that's the mantle that's going to take you forward. I don't know, man. I, I really feel like DC just does not know what it's doing across all of its projects. There's one thing you think <clears throat> DC should copycat from or take from Marvel 
is the universe and setting these movies up together to play into each other in like a cohesive way and not use it to erase your universe and start again. Or I don't know. I, I don't know enough about it because I haven't dug into it really. And I don't really like the flash to be honest. I loved him as a kid, but it seems like flash now it's more about time travel and all this shit than it is about him being fast. So I don't know. I don't like the idea like the premise. I think having strong female leads is cool for any movie. That's great. We need more of that. But I don't think I like the way it's happening and it doesn't really pique my interest. And like, how can you even have that universe without a proper Batman and Superman in it? That's what DC is. This is idiotic. Like, this is the dumbest fucking thing that they've ever done. <laughs> has nothing to do about women in, in big roles and all that stuff. Like, so let's just scrap everything we built, which I'm fine with. And then just, boom, we're going to do this complete different thing that's not going to be at all, like, uh, cohesive in any sort of way. It just doesn't make any fucking sense. I want to see Batgirl. I want to see see Superwoman. But you know what? I want that to be a slow burn. Like, not just all of a sudden, here's the Flash, we fix everything. Now Now you're Batwoman who's taking you're taking place Bruce Wayne and you're Supergirl now. It's like, well, no, I don't want to fucking see, I want to see the burn. And like, you know what? Even just give me one movie that's, that's called Batman or, or whatever. And you have that whole changing of the guard from Michael Keaton, the Batgirl, and then it moves in the Batgirl. It just makes so much more sense. They don't do anything properly. And it is just, it's awful. It's completely awful. I mean, their second fucking movie in the universe was Batman versus Superman. Like, it's so stupid. Like there's no, uh, idiots yeah it, it just seems like they didn't learn because like this was the problem that they had leading into the justice league like they had all these ideas of like what they wanted to do but then they decided that playing catch-up by not putting out the same like five six movies and then getting an avengers movie like marvel did they were like okay batman vs superman and justice league is the next movie like we didn't explain anything we didn't set up for it there's no slow burn as chaps talked about they're doing the exact same thing and you're going to listen. I'm, I'm with chaps. I'm with Conzi all about female empowerment. We all have very strong wives. We love women in these great character roles and taking on the mantle, but like, Oh fuck. Sorry. I just had like a little Peppa pig laptop go off right behind me. (laughs) Um, but like you really you got to take your time and you got to do things right otherwise you're gonna just you're gonna fuck this whole thing up and i feel like you're gonna have the batman it's gonna be incredible and you're gonna lose half of the audience for the future because no one's gonna want to see all of this other stuff and uh they're not doing it right so it's not helping women though either like it's it's just it's not like you have to they're gonna, you, they're gonna blame them they're gonna blame yeah, them for so ruining the, exactly the same thing that happened with ghostbusters they put out one Ghostbusters movie and they did it kind of awkwardly and, and they didn't like let that be like a slow burn. Like, I don't know. There's, there's just better ways to do this. And I, they're just going to throw a bunch of shit in like a year and a half period. Then there'll be a Justice League and it's going to just completely flop. And that will be then. Listen, and maybe we're wrong. I don't, I don't know. But I, I want to see all those characters, but I want them to be integrated the same way that all the, the Marvel new characters are being integrated now. Like it makes the most sense. Yeah. It's tough, man. It's tough. But speaking of like rushing into something and it going (laughs) and it going completely right. The Vancouver Canucks. (laughs) Boost Boudoir Boudreaux. Coach of the year? Fuck. Can you give it to Bruce? There it is. Bruce, there it is. (laughs) Because if obviously he's not the entire reason that they have turned it around. He he seems to be the product of like, they made a change at the right time. He's obviously, you know, instituting his systems and being a face and being the leader that they needed at a coach, but like they give a fuck and they're killing it in the Western Conference right now. Can he seriously be a candidate for coach of the year if they end up just tearing into the end of the regular season. I think they still need, yeah, they still need when's well, actually when's coach of the year decided, is that end of regular season? Yeah. It's a regular season. Okay. So, okay. So yeah, if they tear in and there are they, there must be in a playoff spot now. No, 
Close. No, still not? Still not. They're okay. close, though. They're like 1.0. Okay, so they're close. So if they get and secure a playoff spot, I think he's got a good argument. Um, I, I was listening to some people that really know what they're talking about when it comes to hockey, because, uh, I, I mean, I know not enough. And just the way they're talking about how he's getting the guys to buy in and how there's new energy when you get a coach like that, that uh, even if you're struggling, comes in and he's talking to you about how you're struggling and uh, that he needs you to be a key part of this team and it can just re-energize guys. So if he can keep that energy in them and that belief in him, then they could. And they he's got to be close. I mean, he's got a good argument if they squeak into the playoffs. It's uh, it's too bad that the decision's made at the end of the regular season because I think if they ended up with a deep run, he'd be pretty much a lock. I think that if they make the playoffs, he is like hands down coach of the year, not even close. When he took over that team, they're eight, fifteen, and three, and now they're sixteen, fifteen, and four, or whatever, whatever it is. Like it, it, he's <laughs> it's just amazing, and yeah, of course he would he would win coach of the year and Rutherford in a quick fucking joke to the NHL would win GM of the year after Benning built the team. <laughs> and, uh, and and they would, you know, uh, I, I love it because all these Vancouver media fucks out there that sat there and blamed Benning for all these years. Yeah, he did screw something up. He hired the wrong fucking coach. Like it's, it's slowly, slowly proving it. And, and you know, all, all that really changed was the coach and the GM. Nothing, nothing else has changed. They still don't have Brent Souther on the team yet. Besser is what is, is in uh, is in COVID now too. And like, you know, it's it's if anything, he's had more. It's been harder for him to do this because they went through a whole COVID battle after he took over. So I'm fucking jacked. It's sick. I love pissing off the Vancouver media guys too. It's lots of fun. They're ten points out of first place in the West. Yeah, let's put that into perspective. Like they are three points out of seven spot in the playoffs. Like the Western Conference is so jam-packed. Obviously, there's some games in hands and all that kind of stuff. But to put it into perspective, uh, first place to, I think, seventh place in the Easter, in the Eastern Conference is like a 13 or 15-point difference. So, I mean, Vancouver statistically has a better opportunity to finish in first than the seventh-best team does in the Eastern Conference. Like, it's crazy. And again, it just feels like they're they believe in themselves. Like they, it's not that they didn't believe, I guess, before, but like maybe just a shitty environment, didn't like what was going on, probably some infighting between coaches and players and all that kind of shit. And it seems like after putting together a few strong games, they're like, the fuck are we doing? Like, this is the team that I'm sure Chap said this team's gonna make the playoffs. This is what he envisioned. And if they play like this from the beginning of the year to where they are now, I'd say this team might be a favorite to win the Stanley Cup because I think that they would be a dominating team in the Western Conference and and the NHL as a whole. And I'm happy to see it. I'm happy that Chaps got two things right that I disagreed with, and that was the Vancouver Canucks were going to make the playoffs. And he said that after they got off to their shitty start. And then Arsenal is like a top five team in the EPL. Um, If Chaps was a betting man, which he was, if he put money on those things, I'm sure they would be huge, huge payoffs. So Chaps, congratulations. 2022, all of your wild and crazy takes are coming to fruition. That was an easy one, though. I Like, that team is so good on paper. Like, they are so good. It, It was kind of the same thing with the Blue Jays last year. You were kind of just waiting for that. For that big run, it came too late for them. But like, <clears throat> it's just I don't know. I, they hated the coach. They hated Travis Green, and yes, they hated Jim Benning too. Don't get me wrong. They hated both those guys, and then they got rid of them. And now they're in it, and they probably will make the playoffs. And, and then you know, Sakaris and Price can fuck off in Vancouver too, and it's gonna be awesome. People in Vancouver will understand that reference. I don't expect you to, you two guys to understand that, but uh, it, it's going to be awesome to see Vancouver back in the playoffs as long as Bonnie Henry lets us in to watch it. That's the only thing I'm a little concerned about. Well, that's me. Uh, well, I, well, Big O, I just want to talk before we get away from hockey and we're talking COVID too. Is the disappointment of the world juniors being canceled? Yeah, because that's kind of like a it's a Christmas pastime around our house. 
but I guess the biggest story out of that that I want to talk about was the Russian team being kicked <laughs> off their flight for smoking and playing Russian rock music and the coaches vaping and just being it like is that the most Russian thing you guys have ever heard or I don't even think that's the first time it's happened. I no, it is time number two, yeah. <laughs> like it's awesome. They they treat their their seventeen year old hockey players the way every goddamn nation should. Just give them full play and, and and just let them do what they want. It's awesome. It's still, it's it's terrible, I'm sure, but it was awesome. The only thing that would have made that situation better if like Ovi was on like the the plane with him. You know, like Ovi was like leading <laughs> the charge. He's like he's, the one he's, got, he's, he's got like he's got three cigarettes in his mouth and two <laughs> bottles of vodka, just like. Saying some shit in Russian, but yeah, I mean, I I was gonna bring it up too. It is disappointing. I was talking to uh, a a parent of one of the players there, and they were so excited about the tournament. Obviously, when when games started getting canceled due to positive tests, there was a worry. They didn't think the players themselves did not think that the tournament would be canceled. They thought the tournament may not look the way that it had in the past. Um. But it came as a shock when they canceled the tournament. And I mean, is it the right thing to do? I I don't. I mean, this is a, gen, a genuine question. Like, do you just isolate players, or is it just that so many players tested positive on the team that they couldn't feel the team? It takes away from what Chad, uh, Conzi was saying. For me, my mom, for my daughters, like Canada jerseys on Boxing Day, we're sitting in front of the TV, we're watching, we got to see. Um, a Canadian defenseman make history by being the first defenseman to score a hat trick. We got to see Connor Bedard score lead lead the tournament as a 16 year old who's going to be an absolute stud. There was a lot to look forward to in this tournament, and it got snatched away. And uh, that was probably the shittiest thing about the holidays for me this year was was the cancellation of the tournament. But did they make the right decision? Like in your mind. Did they make the right decision? Let me go with, with Chaps first. All right. I have a completely different view of the World Juniors than it sounds like Let's everyone. Let's go to Kanzi. Never mind. Yeah. Go to Kanzi before Chaps takes a giant shit on it. I I understand why they did it. I mean, if you start canceling games, uh, it's a relegation tournament. So they run the risk of a team like the U.S. being relegated because they've got forfeited games or something else happens, right? Yeah. If they can't make up, they put themselves in a position where they couldn't start making up those games and they realize, holy shit, we could have one of the top four teams in the country be relegated out of this tournament. And then they're just, they're going to be back in, but it's going to take them two years to get back up there. They'll shithaul everybody in whatever yeah. WIHF2 or whatever it is. They're playing <laughs> Italy and Great Britain and shit like that. But um that's that's the worry because then you're losing a big draw to the tournament. You don't have a Finland or a Sweden or a US or a Russia in there. That that tournament isn't the same as it should be. So I understand why they did it. Was there enough cases on some of these teams to even forfeit games? I don't know. I, I don't know the case counts. I feel like if there's one or two guys, I think Big O, you're right. You isolate them, you play the games. That's not messing with re- re- relegation, I don't think. I mean, if you got a team that can't field a team, okay, then we got to cancel the tournament. I see. Okay, so I don't, I don't watch World Juniors. Like I've watched it, I barely ever watch it. Uh, I understand why people like to watch it. I just like watching professionals do professional things, and I just don't view that as a professional <laughs> doing a professional thing. Uh, that's about as nice as I possibly can be to that tournament. Doesn't mean when I was younger, I didn't get, you know, in university, get all drunk and see Eberly score that goal on, was it Russia? Maybe I can't remember. Yeah. I remember all that stuff. I'm not that stupid, but just never anything that, because like I had friends that played that tournament and I just like, I don't know. I just never like idolized it in any sort of way. But, uh, but should they have canceled it? I don't know. No, no, they shouldn't have. They should have just made everyone there isolate for two weeks, and then and then find a find another arena to play it in. I I just don't. They should have just they should have just had the guys let them all go through COVID or just wait two weeks or whatever. Get it out of there. They're completely isolated. Don't allow anyone in the bubble. Like they could have they could have done it, and they just uh, they didn't see the dollar value in it to 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 prolong the tournament. Well, I think it's hard because 
the same example you just gave about you know letting the, the dollar part of it the, and the isolation is the same reason that the nhl did not let their players go and that is because if you have a COVID outbreak and players can't come back then all of a sudden your product and their teams get affected and the reason you couldn't extend it by two weeks is because all of these guys play in like the chl um they have their college teams they've already been released for this two-week period which some think that's not that big of a deal. They pay, play in huge tournaments right around the holidays prior to the World Juniors. So that's probably the reason why they couldn't have extended it because guys had to go back to their to their drafted teams or to college or, or to whatever it is. And they're not benefiting. NCAA players, CHL players, they're not benefiting from the double IHF. And so I, I kind of get it. I get what you're saying. And I completely understand the reason why they had to, to cancel the tournament. At the end of the day, it sucked. I think the people who lost are the players and obviously the fans. Um, and the IIHF also ran into some issues because they canceled every tournament starting in January. And the only tournament they didn't cancel was the World Juniors. And that rubbed, rubbed people the wrong way because of the money aspect of it. But uh, I don't know. IIHF, you need to figure your shit out. But pretty much at the end of the day, COVID just fucking sucks and it keeps just ruining everything. Oh. I'm on a little bit of a close contact situation myself right now. So I uh, got to make sure that I get through these next couple days. Are you, are you symptomatic at all? Or are you just, no, no, it's, it, it would. So I, it's a close contact. Yeah, no, it's close contact, I guess. So I, I'm fine right now. And I'm pretty sure that everything will be okay. Cause the timeline might be not there. You know what I mean? But, uh, but yeah, we'll find out this week. If I start coughing. <laughs> See ya. It's been fun. <laughs> we do podcast every day from home. Let's go. That's right. Oh, there oh. you go. Okay, before Gallagher, does anyone have any good Christmas gifts that they got? Oh man, play good husbands here, boys. Play good husbands here. Yeah, I mean, I got. I, mean, I don't. Well, I'm trying to pick my favorite. I got spoiled as I always do. So I got the. I got a lot of cool shit for my wife. I mean. I got new runners. I got new winter coat. I've got Holy. a bunch of shit from Lululemon. Like, yeah, hey, I, Lululemon. I, yeah, I got, uh, I got really spoiled. So it's all, it's all gravy. Um, yeah, my wife uh, got me some new Funko Pops for my collection. So nice. pretty, pretty stoked about those things. Um, we're getting. I said we're getting the mirror. That's kind of like our present together pretty excited about that but uh yeah i mean my big thing is gonna be uh coming in a few weeks which i will share once it arrives which is kind of cool but uh yeah no listen i love the holidays uh i love spoiling others i'm a really hard person to shop for because when i see something i just get it yep just don't fuck around all right like that's just the easiest thing for me um i don't think about other people but chaps what did um what did the kids get you and then what did the Brie monster get you? Uh, well, that will be hard to remember that part of it because the way we label stuff, because we got like stuff from goldfish gotcha. and all this sort of other shit. <laughs> so like, yeah, that'll be a little hard. Tell me, but, tell me you're a dad without telling me you're a dad. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I, uh, no, that toothbrush is pretty cool. Like the, it is really neat, man. Like, like it, you set it, turn it on there, and you put your phone up there. It shows you how you're brushing your teeth. It's pretty, uh, pretty phenomenal. That's uh, I really oh, like, oh, I got a mug too. I forgot that. God damn it! I was going to use that in this episode. The, the official, the official, no instructions needed mug. So that was pretty wicked. And I got a lot of other stuff too. Yeah, that was good. I my favorite thing was probably the underwear. It was, I was starting to starting to to really get some holy stuff going on there, and and not Jesus. Do you need to get new underwear when like your ball falls out? You're just like, oh shit, I gotta, I gotta put that back, back in there. It's probably time for some new underwear now. <laughs> that's happened to me. I, that's all I'm gonna say. Those just turn into the sexy ones. Those are like my crotchless <laughs> underwears for Chloe. <laughs> just come in swinging. <laughs> oh, there's this meme or this TikTok video, and it's like. What girls are actually attracted are actually attracted to, and the guy's like making dinner and he's giving her coffee, saying that she looks beautiful and all this stuff. And then it 
it's like what men think women are attracted to. The guy walks in shaking his pepper. <laughs> He's doing the it's like, Helicopter dick, let's go. We all do that. Like, that's just, true. It's nature's way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, listen, boys, it has been fun. Uh you know, a great episode kicking things off to start the year. We got big things planned. Chaps, uh, you know, what are you looking forward to the most for this podcast in 2022? Uh I'm just looking forward to keep doing this every week with you guys and, and adding to our universe and adding some twists and turns to the show and having it, you know, experimenting with it. I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Oh, I just got a chunk of something in my water. I don't know where it is. That's, <laughs> that's gross. Not, that's, that's not, not good. good. That's not, not good. It's really not good. So not I'll make, I'll make this really short. <laughs> so, said, uh, it's uh more of the same from from us i think i mean it's going to be fire every week and that's what i enjoy i enjoy being here seeing your smiling faces and uh hearing the feedback from our listeners so i mean let's keep rolling dean we missed you buddy but we'll have you back next week love you boys (laughs) helicopter dick (laughs) jesus christ all right stop yeah we got it open 2am working like we possessed our scenario is utopia stay content with that with our best kept secret go ahead and floor past it we don't need to get fucked up all the time and broadcast it so much overload they overdid it overshared about it though we're now exposed to cynic oversaturated now we're all overdosing shaking my head side to side like a motorboating now i'm coasting and i'm ventilating speculating all this posing bacon backstories they disseminating trying to tell us that they got their city locked down but come the a.m well they're getting locked out we make our moves on the low let the rhythm hit them rock him eric b razor sharp can listen to that criticism about our hometown but if you ain't from here you're done no don't come there it's a mayday siren illuminate the sky we shining out the light silver lining in disguise it's a mayday siren standing through the night we resonate forever yo whenever we combine it's a mayday siren illuminate the sky we shining out the light silver lining in disguise it's a mayday siren standing through the night we resonate forever yo whenever we combine This is anti-tourism, expanding my pure vision We stand and we fan flames that came into fruition Using the true wisdom we imbibe from our environment Every idea we inscribe become Leviathan We thrive under pressure from the weight that you place on our shoulders Cliches just make us bolder We break in the mold, embracing the cold From the snow-capped mountains we can trace With our fingertips roll air clean No chem detected, choke on those vapors Constantly subjected to Become familiar with that box that you left us in Even come to love, I feel the bond Like it's next to kin, we resting in, sleeping You wrestling, weaken Weak out, stress seeking You out, left tweaking Speak out, know you hate That we fucking got it made But it's too late for our pity Paid the cost for your charade So this our mayday siren Illuminate the sky We shining out the light Silver lining in disguise It's our mayday siren Standing through the night We resonate forever Yo, whenever we combine Siren, illuminate the sky We shining out the light Silver lining in disguise It's our mayday siren Down through the night We resonate forever Yo, whenever we combine